Blog Talk Radio.
Well, we're live <clears throat> another night for Prayer International Radio. <sighs> the ministry of not us, but the Holy Spirit. To praise and glorify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our call-in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, um, give us a call. Father God, Lord, we come boldly. <laughs> Lord, boldly to your throne of grace. In which you said that we are accepted in a time of need. Father, we come for many reasons, Lord. You know the needs that we have, Father. You know the needs that every listener tonight has, Lord. You see a man's heart, Father. Lord, so we lift up the name of Jesus tonight, proclaiming his name that is above every name. Declaring the power of the blood. Tonight over us Father we rest in you tonight Lord Giving you glory Father All the honor All the praise Lord For you are majestic Father Father for those listening across the world tonight Lord Holy Spirit Have your way tonight as Jesus said, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, all the dominion, all the authority of your kingdom, Lord, we ask to see it manifested tonight in our lives, Father, in the lives of those who are listening, Lord, even those who may be listening to an archive later on. Father, tonight, oh God, reach out and touch them, Lord. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Holy Spirit, we give this broadcast to you for the next two hours. Have your way. Do what you will. Draw men to yourself, Father, from one end of the world to the next, for every corner of the earth, Lord. Draw men unto you. So, I spent the night, or not the night, I spent the last couple hours uploading a whole bunch of um, music, um, some of it new, some of it old, I believe all of it anointed, so there's no telling what I may play tonight, um, and we're going to spend the next two hours worshiping the name of Jesus Christ declaring the victory that we have in him, coming in to agreement with the word of God for what his plans and purposes are, for what his word declares over this earth. If you need prayer, once again, our call in number 619-638-8458. Give us a call. We'll pray for you. Pray for your family. Pray for your loved ones. We have a chat room open at blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. You can always go to our website 
which is prayerinternational.org. If you um, don't have a telephone, cell phone, and you can't make it to the phone and you still need prayer, email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. So we have our first um, prayer request for the night, a um, listener who was drugged and then they were robbed. And so, Father God, Father, we ask for justice, Lord. We ask for healing, Lord. Emotional healing, spiritual healing, Father. Reestablish, Father, your presence, Lord, your dominion in their lives, Lord. Holy Spirit, be the comforter in their lives. Give them the peace that surpasses all understanding, Father, as you guard their heart and mind, Lord. Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to fill them with your presence right now, Lord. Joy inexpressible and full of glory, Lord, at your presence. Your word declares that in your presence there is fullness of joy. So, this day, um, I've been thinking a lot about the blood of Jesus and realizing that with all the topics we could um, talk about on this show, all the prayer, it all comes back to the blood of Jesus. And me, above all, I think, um, realize that without him we're nothing Without him we have nothing No eternal life Everything is because of him, through him The Bible already declares that Everything exists and consists And has this meaning because of Jesus It's just that through him All things were created And without him nothing was made that was made And not only that But our very salvation Our eternal life is through the blood of the cross Our healing our restoration, our justification, our sanctification. He is presented as before the Father, pure and holy, without spot or blemish, having covered us by his own blood, having clothed us with garments of white to symbolize the righteousness which comes through faith alone in the name of Jesus, the name which the Bible declares that there is no other name given among men, by which we must be saved. And it declares that whoever tonight calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus, we long to see your face. We long to be in your presence. <clears throat> we long to worship you in spirit and in truth. You said the hour is now coming. The hour is coming and now is When the true worshipers will worship the Father And in spirit and in truth Because the Father is spirit And those that worship him Must worship him in spirit and in truth Father we desire to enter into that holy place of worship As King David said That we may dwell in your house forever Knowing that there is no physical building That man could build for you 
for your hands have created all things. We know your word declares that you are building this up into a holy temple, into a dwelling place of your spirit. So, Father, we yield our lives to you tonight. We yield our hearts. We yield our minds. We yield our time. We yield everything to you, Father, that you would have your way tonight.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, <clears throat> give us a call. So, um, funny story, I was, um, we have a two-hour broadcast, um, seven nights a week, and we've been um, thinking about um, what to do, because we also, um, we may have mentioned it, we are wanting to start a Sunday morning service, um, because we know there's a lot of people who, for whatever reason, um, can't make it into church, and still want to be in the presence of the Lord, still want to be fed. And so we've been desiring and wanting to have a online um something like that online um church service. And so we were debating about having um upping our broadcast to three hours. Um but then we can't really split it up and we have so many people who listen every night. And so it really didn't give us a way to have a morning broadcast. But we use we also have an account with um Ustream. And so starting Sunday morning we're gonna have a one to two actually we don't know how long it's gonna be. We're just gonna start recording live and um with video streaming onto the website, either me, Chris or Paul and so we're gonna have a broadcast. Um Sunday morning broadcast starting at um, 10 a.m. Central Time, starting this Sunday. And we're just going to, in the same way that we do these nightly broadcasts, we're going to conduct it in the same way where we're just going to start it, let the Holy Spirit take over, let him say whatever he wants to say, let the Holy Spirit move any way he wants to move. The only difference is it's going to be live and on video. Um, So to start off, I will probably be hiding my face or something um so second um prayer request of the night uh person by the name of shannon s i mean c-h-a-n-n-o-n um with heart with a heart problem who is in the icu of a hospital father god Lord, we know that your presence is in that hospital room right now. Father, knowing that you and a host of the angels of heaven are standing in the hospital room with Shannon right now, Lord, knowing that you see inside of his heart, Father, you see every issue, every problem, every vessel, every capillary. Father, you see every valve in his heart. Father, your word declares that by the stripes of Jesus we were healed. So, Father, your word declares that if two or more of us are gathered together in agreement, you're there in the midst. You said, if we ask anything in your name, that you would do it. But you said to ask in faith. You said, believe, asking, believing. We would have the things we ask, Father. So in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we take authority over this body. And we command complete and total healing over this heart in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
we command this heart to be whole in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for healing over them, Lord God. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, complete and total healing. Reshape this heart in your name, Father. A restorative work right now in your name, Father. Heal every organ that has been affected, Father. Father, release the breathing breathing, and release air, Father. Remove every bit of pain, every bit of tension in the name of your son, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Raise him up in your name, Lord. In your name, Jesus. You may ask, um, oh, it's Shannon, not Shannon, but Holy Spirit knows who they are. And, you know, you may ask about commanding, um, tell you a story, because I like telling stories for those of you who listen to the show a lot. A long time ago, um, I was a teenager, which is a long time ago, it seems, um, even though I'm only 35, 36 now. Um, I forgot I just had a birthday. And so I had this uncle who... Um, was a World War II vet, and he had um, different heart issues and things like that. And I had gotten a call from my mother asking me to come to the hospital because he needed, a, I think it was a triple bypass or a quadruple bypass surgery, one of the two. And the doctors at the hospital, which I, I believe was the Veterans Hospital in Dallas, Texas, um, they couldn't stabilize him, and so they told everybody that he probably wouldn't make it through the night. But we knew. But God always has something different to say. And so my mom called me called me up to the hospital um, to um, pretty much say goodbye. She said this was it. And so I went to the hospital and. The hospital room, and I hate I hate hospitals. I hate being in the hospitals. Um, hospital room is one of those is really tense. Everybody's like crying. Everybody's upset, and it gets to the point where they, um, my mom um, wanted all the family and um, my uncle's wife wanted everybody to come into the hospital room to um, just talk to him and see him one last time. And so we're all standing there and. He's, um, I hadn't had that much experience in hospitals at that point in my life. Um, it may have been one of the first times I had been in the hospital. And we're all gathered around his bed, and he has all the tubes and everything. He's not awake. And um, you don't really, at, at those moments, you don't really sense the spirit of death. You don't really sense the enemy trying to take life. Um you you don't really sense any of that. You sense an impending sense of um, hopelessness when the breath of God is about to be removed from someone if they're not saved. If they are saved and you have the assurance 
that they know the Lord Jesus, then it's a, a cause for rejoicing, even though there may be some grieving. But So anyway, we're standing there in the hospital room, and my mother, who knew I was a Christian, um, asked me to say a prayer. And I had never prayed in front of my family before up until that point. Um, I mean, I had a Bible study that we started at high school, and actually, I think I was probably in high school, and this was a little bit after, and so I had never prayed around my family. They were all um, Methodist and Baptist, and they were very, um, what's the word for it? Um, not sovereign. Um, they were they were very strict when it came to um, policies and procedures, and everything happened to be exact. And you do it this way and this way and this way. And even though, um, for the most part, my family never went to church, except for on rare occasions. And so, not knowing all of my family's belief systems, I really wasn't paying attention to them, and, and I honestly had absolutely no clue what to pray because I never pr- really prayed for anybody to be healed um, in front of my family. Um, not sure how many times I had before that, and so I, I'm in front of this next to this bed, and my mom grabs my hand and she's like, "Sean, say a prayer," and that's all she said. She's like, "Say a prayer," and okay, it's like, "Well, pray for what?" I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking, and. So I looked at him, and, you know, there's a verse in the Bible, in the book of John, where um, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would bring to our remembrance everything he said to us. And so all of a sudden, all the scriptures about healing started coming into my spirit. I mean, one after the other after the other. And so with all these family members there, I started praying for him. But I wasn't praying in the, oh, God, please, um, oh, please, God. And it wasn't like a begging prayer. It wasn't, God, please do this, um, um, whatever. It was a commanding prayer, a prayer, which I didn't understand all this back then. Um, I understand more now than I did at the time, but it was, I just started commanding him to be healed. And almost like I was demanding him to be healed in front of the Father. And I started quoting all these scriptures in this prayer. And I didn't go into a lot of detail about what was wrong with him, because I honestly didn't know all that was wrong with him. I just knew he needs healing. (coughs) And so when we were done, I was done praying. We all stood around for a few minutes, and I went to walk out of the room, and um, my sister's husband walked out of the room with me, and he pretty much stood in the hallway and chastised me about demanding things from God, demanding anything, that God do anything. Um, and And I understood his point to an extent of we need to have reverence and fear of the living God, knowing who he is which the Bible says, I has not seen, no one has seen except for the Son. But he's described as being in an unapproachable light. 
Anyway, I, I left the hospital that day, and a couple of days later, my uncle got out of the hospital and went home. So, God healed him. And which brings us back to prayer. I am thoroughly convinced, and I could be wrong, but I am thoroughly convinced that when we come to the Father with our needs, we don't always have to come to Him begging for something that He's already gave us an answer to. There's many times my children, especially my six-year-old, um, you'll tell them something and they'll keep asking and they'll keep asking and they'll keep asking even though you've given them an answer. If you read your Bible, 90% of the answers we have as far as what to do are already written inside of it. 90% of them. And we don't always have to beg the Lord for something that he's already declared in heaven. All we have to do is stand upon what he's already said and believe that he didn't lie when he said it to begin with. He said, um, when he um, called the disciples, he said, go out, preach that the kingdom of God is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, raise the dead. So why do we why do we sit around acting like beggars, holding out our hands for bread, when all the authority in heaven and earth has already been given to us in the name of Jesus? When Jesus has already given us a command, we already know that by his stripes we are healed. He's already died on the cross, and he's been resurrected. And the victory has been won in his name. Why do we sit around like we're defenseless animals, waiting for the enemy to do whatever we think the enemy is going to do, because somehow we've gotten into our head we're so afraid of him? The Bible says that the enemy walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. It's like having an army who's clothed in the best armor with the best weapons, which is us, the children of God, the army of the living God. You know, it says in Ephesians to take up the full armor of God. Here's what it says. And Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the attempts of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, 
having clothed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And so we, clothed in the armor of God, covered in the blood of Jesus, holding the word of God, which the Bible declares is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, we stand victorious in his name over all the enemies, over every principality and power of darkness, over all the host of wickedness in heavenly places, over the prince of this age who deceives the nations, and yet we have the victory. And yet we cower in fear. And yet we let people be sick. And we let people be hopeless. And we let the enemy attack and devour and destroy. But yet we have the ministry of Jesus. And he said that I have come that you may have life. And have it more abundantly. And we are vessels. Of the knowledge and the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we are living epistles. Living books. Written not on tablets of stone, but God has written in our hearts his words. God has spoken into our hearts and declared his counsel unto us, having given us the revelation of his son, Jesus Christ, of the power of his blood, of the authority in his name, of the victory in his resurrection. We stand with the ability to shape the very world around us by declaring with our lips the words of the Lord. You know, I heard, um, I live in Plano, Texas, which is like 20 minutes from Dallas. And I heard that there is the college, the Bible college I went to called Christ for the Nations. I heard that there is a revival going on. And the Lord's doing something there. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm coughing on my um, Starbucks energy drink. But I want to tell you tonight. I look at the map, on our, we have a map on our website, and it shows all the nations and all the cities that people listen to us from, and regardless of which one of them you're in, regardless of which continent, which nation, which village, which town, the revival is there too. 
because it's not about men, it's about his Holy Spirit. God looking, says his eyes go to and forth and to and fro in the earth, seeking in whom he may show himself strong. Not that we're strong on our own, but he seeks to see whom he may show himself strong in and through. Who can, can, can he use? Who will declare the word of the Lord to the nations of the earth? Who will lift up their eyes to the king of all glory and declare the name of Jesus to the world? Who will rebuke the darkness in his name and carry forth the light of the gospel to the far corners of the earth? Who is it will declare that he is coming? You know, that's what the Bible declares, and that's what Jesus said. Behold, I come quickly. But there's many out there who have never even heard his name. There's, I always put these quotes on our website. And one of my favorite quotes I've ever put on there, I have at the top of the website. And it's, and it says, we talk of the second coming. But half the world has not heard of the first. And you know, I look at this map that sits on my wall. And I look at these nations and see nations that the Lord has birthed inside my spirit and put burdens for. Like for me, it's Russia. It always has been. And Africa. And for you, it could be China or Australia or America or Greenland or Asia or Thailand or Afghanistan or Kazakhstan or Europe or Italy, or France, or even Antarctica. But the Lord has birthed a nation inside of you. And he said, who is the intercessor? When his eyes are looking for those to stand in the gap so that the land would not be destroyed, who will be bold as the lion of the tribe of Judah and take on the mantle of intercession and take on a cloak of authority of those who have been sealed by the Holy Spirit, those who walk in the righteousness of the Lamb, those who the Holy Spirit can use because when he says, come, they'll come. And when he says go, they'll go. And when he says pray, they'll pray. And who will seek his face? And who will listen and hear his voice that's crying out to the nations that still says, prepare the way for the Lord. 
John the Baptist came to prepare his first coming. And we, in like manner, are preparing the world for his second. And we don't need men or their approval or the government's approval or the world's approval because he's already spoken. He said, the words that go forth from my mouth from my mouth will not return to me void, but they will accomplish that for which I sent them. And his word has gone out, the word of Jehovah God, Elohim, Adonai, has gone out declaring that Jesus is Lord over everything. And everything is put under his feet. And we walk in the counsel and the authority of Jesus, having been made ambassadors to his name, to the world. And all the power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead through the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And we are not physical, but spiritual, having been made new creations in Christ Jesus, having been born again of the Spirit, breathing new breath, Jesus Christ, wherever we go. Who is it that will go? Who is it who'll call? It says many are called, but few are chosen. And I think he calls so many, but he can only choose a few because only a few will answer. Only a few will say they count all things lost. And when he says come and go, they'll go. And they won't let an obstacle stop them, and there's no mountain that will stand in their way. Because they know the name of Jesus, and they know in whom they have believed. And they will command heaven and earth to move in the authority and in the name of Jesus. Because they know that he has already proclaimed it. If you want to know the authority that you walk in, you don't have to look any farther than the Bible. You don't have to look any farther than what his word has already declared over you. He said, we're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. You know what that means? Have you ever really thought about what that means? It means that you were an orphan at one point, living in squalor, living in the most horrible conditions in poverty, spiritually dead and without life, without any knowledge of who you really were, not having a name or anything else, not knowing if you're inherent. But yet, he has delivered us. 
translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, placed His seal upon us, and said, These are my children. They are my children, children of God. They have my name. They have my name now. It says that we are co-heirs with Christ. We have an inheritance incorruptible that does not, that can't be defiled, that does not pass away. And we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Not being on the outside like the common people, but being drawn in by His Spirit into the holy place, into the temple of the living God, to stand in His presence, to stand in His counsel, to hear the voice of the Most High speaking, because we're accepted into His presence through the blood of Jesus. And he said, now go. Jesus said, now go and tell them. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And the nations of the world will see that I'm coming back. And those who want to be wicked can be wicked still. And those that want to be holy will be holy still. But the time is coming for the men and the women and the children of God to make a decision. The same one that Elijah made on this mountain and said, choose to stay who you will serve. Choose to stay which army you're going to be in. Either you can be in the army of the enemy. You can be in the world and walk as the world walks and see as the world sees. And declare with your mouth and with your lips the words of the world and the wisdom of the world and the countenance and the of in the conversation of the world. Or you can take your place as a child of the Most High God, having been bought with a price, sealed until the day of redemption. And you can stand among the armies of the hosts of heaven. Stand among the armies whose captain is the Lord Jesus Christ who's coming back with authority and power and you can walk into the world declare the name of Jesus declare that his kingdom has come declare that the dominion of heaven has come down to this earth and that the darkness has no right has no choice but to flee at the name of Jesus Sickness and disease and death have no choice but to flee at the name of Jesus. Because when you speak his name, the demons tremble and they will flee. And there is no demon in hell that will stand when his presence comes near. And you carry that presence with you wherever you go. Our call in number 619-638-8458. We are going to take a really quick break and 
play one of our really long songs, and we will be right back.
on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. So here's our question for the night. Jesus is in a boat with the disciples, asleep during a storm. Because he was at peace. Because unlike many of us in today's times, Jesus was certain whom he belonged to. He was fully persuaded whom his father was, whose house he belonged to, whose name he had. And so when the storm came, he was still at peace, and he looked at the storm and he rebuked it and brought calm. So the question is, can we? And the answer is, can we what? And can we rebuke a storm? It's a spiritual and physical restoration causing things that are not okay well I hope everybody's still there it looks like um, blog talking or my internet messed up. So anyway, okay. So here, here, here's the thing. Um, we see the height of God's power being people raised from the dead in the earth. And so, how much more could we take the authority and calm the storms to actually cause nature to change? And I'm not in the same way that Jesus did. And Jesus said, the works that I do, you'll do greater because I go to my Father. And I'm not saying everybody should go out there and every time there's a storm to get up and just start rebuking the storm. But it doesn't mean that we don't have the authority to do it if we needed to. In the Old Testament, there is a story about a battle that was fought. And a man looked up. And ask God to hold the sun in place for an entire day. And it was done. And that was in the Old Testament, far before Jesus came to this earth. Because it's the same power of the Holy Spirit. It's those who walk by faith and trust in his word. And declare his word in the situation they're in. And so, we need to start believing what the Bible says and living it and declaring it and proclaiming his word and proclaiming what he said 
and taking on the authority that we already have. So, that being said, you know, I, I know Jason Upton, who is a um, worship leader who was at um, the International House of Prayer, was doing a meeting and um, in some town, and they had pretty much just started the meeting, and the Holy Spirit and the presence of God were there, and everybody was getting blessed, and all of a sudden they came in, and some people came in and said that they would have to stop the service because a tornado was coming. And, you know, most people would freak out and be like, run, run, run away. The tornado's coming. We can't worship the Lord anymore. And But Jason Upton stood up there, and the Lord told him to rebuke the tornado. And he stood there, and he's like, okay, and he, and he sort of wrestled with the Lord for a second. And he's like, hey, Lord, I don't want to rebuke this tornado and then have it come hit us anyway. But... Even though his mind said one thing, he still listened to the voice of the Father. And he just started singing, go tornado, I rebuke, I mean, wither away tornado and slow down and and cease and everything. And he started singing this praise song to the Lord and speaking over this tornado. And about 20 minutes later, the tornado just ran out of steam. And was gone. And I say that to say we have the same authority. We have the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. The real trick is when you go out into the world tomorrow, will you use that authority to affect and change those who are around you? You know, um, if you um, go to self-help seminars and things like that, they'll always try to pump you up and make you walk and see yourself different and give you and try to make you feel bold enough to go and approach people, like especially with like telemarketers and um, people who do sales and stuff. They want you to go out and they want you to, to sell this product to, to the world and to get as many people as you can excited about the product so that they can come around and they can sell the product too. And how much more are we who are selling nothing but giving away the free gift of God, giving away the knowledge of the salvation that comes only through the name of Jesus. How much more should we passionately proclaim the gospel to the nations? How much more should we go out there and see ourselves as not just normal people in this world but see ourselves as children of the living God who have the most important message for any generation where you go out and you don't care what people say you don't care what the world says you don't care what people think is correct or polite or anything else but you know that there's people out there who are lost and dying. People without hope in the world, just as we used to be. And you have the hope of the nations inside of you. Will you really go out there tomorrow? 
and walk in the footsteps of Jesus in this earth. Because he said you can. Will you believe him? Will you trust him? Regardless of what storm's coming. Will you go out there and start praying for people? Start preaching the gospel of the, of the kingdom. Start declaring that the kingdom of God is at hand. Because that's what Jesus told us to do. It's to go to the person at the corner who's sick or who's in a wheelchair and walk up to them and say, I have good news for you. Because the kingdom of God is at hand. And then you command their body to be made whole in the name of Jesus. And you lift them by their hand and you raise them up so they can walk. And then you give all the praise and honor and glory to the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because Jesus said you could do that. And you find someone who's afflicted by the enemy. Someone who's tormented by the demonic, by demonic oppression. And you walk up to them. And you don't look at them in any other eyes but the compassion of the Lord Jesus. But then with all the righteous anger and fury that you have, you look spiritually at the enemy and at the demonic entities that would oppress them, and you rebuke them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you command them to leave and to flee and to be gone. And they will, because Jesus said you could do that too. And you go out, and you find the leper, those with the diseases that nobody wants to go around. Find someone tomorrow with AIDS. And you walk up to them and you say, I don't care what medical science says. I don't care what the world says. I don't care about your past. But I know that Jesus loves you. And then you tell them it doesn't matter what sickness they have. Because it's the blood of Jesus. And you command the spirit and you command the disease to be gone in his name. And you can do that because Jesus said you could. And then you walk along and it you just happen. If you just happen to be somewhere and someone drops dead, you kneel down beside them and you put your hand on them and you declare and command their life to be restored in the name of Jesus and you raise them back up to life because Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And we know he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And that he has all the authority. And you go and you lay hands and you raise the dead. Because Jesus said you could do that too. 
So either he was lying, either Jesus lied or he's telling the truth. And the Bible said he's not a man that he should lie. Jesus said, the only things I say, the only things I do are what I heard my father say and I, and my father spoke. He said, my father has been working and I'm working. And as Jesus has been working, so we're working. And he said, the works that I do that you will do greater because I go to my father and I send the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, who came down on the day of Pentecost and filled the disciples. The same Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, the same Holy Spirit that was covering Peter when he spoke to the man at the gate, and he said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. The same Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And that's the authority you walk in tonight. That's the identity of who you are in Christ Jesus, as the Bible declares, more than conquerors. Victorious in his name. Covered in his blood. Given the revelation of who he is. doesn't matter what the world thinks about all of this Christian stuff. It doesn't matter what the nations say. It doesn't matter if they say they're going to kill you for proclaiming the gospel. Because you look up and you say, I know who he is. But I know who he is. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God, who has ascended into heaven, and his name is above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And you are called by his name to proclaim the gospel to the nations. God offers sinful people eternal life. God offers sinful people eternal life. So go out tomorrow. And find someone who has no hope. And you show them hope. Find someone who doesn't have them peace. And you show them peace. Find someone who doesn't know Jesus. And show them who your best friend is. And let them know about the love of God. This is Prayer International Radio. Our call in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. So we need to we have some people calling in and we need to pray for um you know God Father all these people all these tornadoes that hit in the United States, Lord. There's families that are suffering, people who died and are hopefully with you right now, Lord. But, Father, we ask for your will to be done, Lord, that you would give those families, those towns, Father, give them comfort, Father, give them peace, Father. 
Give them peace, Holy Spirit, in your presence. For the families that were, um, of the kids that were shot and killed in school the other day, Lord. Father, we ask for your justice, Father. Father, and we long for your righteousness in this earth, Lord. But knowing that evil men abound, Father, and the enemy of this world is taking captive the hearts of men, Father, we ask, Lord, that you would bring wisdom and revelation. Father, bring discernment, Lord, to the men and the women and the children that are called by your name, Father. Father, even in that school, Father, that through this you would raise up your name, Father. Raise up a standard against the enemy. Father, that you would be glorified, Lord, in this earth, Father. You would be glorified in the schools, in the high schools, in the middle schools, in the elementary schools, Father. That your name would be glorified. That as the men and the enemy would try to shut your name out from this world, Lord, that you would swing the doors wide open and have your glory enter in, Jesus. Six one nine. Six three eight eight four five eight. We will be right back.
an army of intercessors for the land of Korea, Father. That your spirit would flood the nation. Father, flood the nation with your spirit. Enter in to this leader's chambers, Father, right now, Lord, and speak to his dreams, Father. Give him revelations about who you are, Father. Cause him, Father, cause his heart to be turned and changed towards you, Lord. Father God, for the nations of this earth, Lord, you declared to ask and you would give us the nations for an inheritance, Lord. Father, raise up righteous men and women in Africa, Lord, in Asia, in Russia, Lord, in India, Lord, in China, in the Americas, Father, all the way down to Argentina and Bolivia and Brazil. Father, the nation of Australia, Father. Lord, sweep this earth with your presence. Sound the trumpet, Father, of your coming, Father. Father, as your word declared in Habakkuk, that we should set ourselves. Let me actually turn there so I don't misquote you, God.
that your name would be exalted. Father, that you would cause men to cry out for you, Lord. Cause men to hunger and thirst for you once again, to hunger and thirst for your righteousness. Cause men, oh God, to seek your face, Lord, to cry out, Father, for you. Lord, cause men to worship you in spirit and in truth, Father. Develop in us a clean heart, God, through your word. Develop in us an upright spirit, Lord, through your presence. Develop in us the compassion of the Lord Jesus for this world. Father, develop in us the knowledge of our identity in Christ Jesus. As your word declares that we are seated in heavenly places with you, Father. Reveal to us tonight, Holy Spirit, who we really are in you. Reveal to us your faithfulness and your love. Quicken our spirits, Father. Open our eyes. Open our spiritual ears, Lord. Father, that we can hear your voice crying out and calling out, Lord. Give us hearts to be obedient. Give us hearts, Father, to surrender to you. Father, asking, Lord, that when you call out asking who you will use, Father, that we can stand and say, use us, O God. Use us in the nations, Father. Use us in the nations, Lord. Use us in the nations to declare the name of Jesus. Declare the salvation that only comes through his name, Father. God, be glorified tonight. Raise up intercessors, Father. Raise up harvesters. Raise up harvesters, Lord, in your fields tonight. Father, rebuke the spirit of fear. Rebuke the spirit of disbelief, Lord. And give your children boldness, Father. Father, let us be unified as one body, Father. Though we're many members, Lord, we are one body being built together for your dwelling place, Father. For you desire to dwell in us. Even though your word declares what is man that you are mindful of him, Father. As you sit over the expanse of heaven and earth, Father. Although all the planets and the stars and the galaxies, Father, and solar systems are just a drop in the bucket to you, O God. Father, what are we that you're mindful of us? But yet by your own strength, by your own mercy, you have delivered us and caused us to know joy. Father, you have caused the broken bones to be mended and healed. Father, you have caused our restoration, Lord, by your own grace. Father, we give you honor tonight, Lord, for you alone are king. You are Lord Jesus. You are Lord.
I've noticed that some of our music is a little bit scratchy and probably need better uploads. And then I also noticed that we're pretty much running out of time on this broadcast. So we only have about six minutes left. Um, and like I said in the beginning of the broadcast, I uploaded a whole bunch of music right beforehand, some of it really old, some of it really new. And um, so on our way out tonight, um, and I'm sorry, Paul, I didn't let you get to speak my, any tonight. Um, but I don't know who this song's for, but two times now I've actually thought about playing it. Um, so we're going to go out with this song. And I, whoever's, whoever this is for, I just want to let you know that God has your back. That as it says in Psalms, where can I go from your spirit and where can I flee from your presence? The Lord will always be victorious in your life. He will always, always be there with you, always be there for you. You are strengthened through his spirit, upheld by the power of his hand. Jesus said, I know those who are mine and the enemy cannot snatch them away. If you put your trust in him, place all your hope in him, there's nothing the enemy can do. You don't have to worry because the Bible says, God said, only be as strong and of good courage for I am with you wherever you go. So for um, Paul and Chris, this is Prayer International Radio. If you need to email us, it's prayerinternational at gmail.com.
Hard to 